Well, we're live on caffeine. Are we? Yeah. Oh, shit. Live on caffeine. Yeah. It's your birthday. It's the birthday freestyle session. What's going it's on, y'all? It's birthday freestyle session. Here, man. We all drunk and we've been partying. Oh. You know, we're going, it's my birthday today. <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Oh, my gosh, Happy man. Happy birthday. My big sis. We love you. I love y'all, too. <laughs> my big sis. And, okay. My big sis and my cousin. That's what it looks like. Uh, you gonna put us on caffeine right here on the we're, on the TV? We're, oh, let me put it on the. So I think put it on the TV, man. I have it on the TV. I'm having fun I'm with y'all. We freestyle and get loose, in. huh? You gotta change the input. Oh, you gotta change the input because it's on there. Yeah. Oh, Where's okay. the? You got the remote control. Oh, we in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> say, say, away. Oh, man, we in here. What's going on? Appreciate the birthday wishes. I tell you what, man. Yes. My sister, more like my second mom. Well, some of my earliest memories is niggas trying to holler at, at my sister and my mama at the same time. They always thought they were sisters. My mom looked young. She's a beautiful, younger-looking woman. She was a grandmother at 33. You made her grandmother early. <laughs> early. Oh I was a, I was an uncle because of this motherfucker at seven. <laughs> we do early fucking in my family. No. My, mom, my mother had her when she was 18. No, 17. 17. So me yeah. and her used to share a room, nigga. What? So you can imagine. You can imagine. <laughs> So we shared a room. She she did everything for me. Got me dressed, fed me breakfast. She made niggas. She taught me everything. So when she ended up pregnant, everybody was looking at me like, how did it happen? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking down from my bunk bed like. <laughs> she was a sophomore in high school. I was scared to go to high school. I'm like, I thought you had to have a, had to have a baby to go to high school. <laughs> But that changed everything, though, because that changed everything in our family. Pops was mad, too. He was hot to the motherfucker. Yeah. He wasn't playing no games. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing, no. We, so when my niece was born, I was like the best thing that happened to the family. That's what brought us together. <laughs> that brought Ashley, we love you and we miss you. That's what brought us together. Cause before that, my parents used to argue, nigga. That's how I knew it was time to go to bed when I hear, shut up, bitch. Will you shut up? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> now my dad never called my mama, bitch. They would they arguments would be about I don't remember specifically, but tell me if you remember this though. When they would argue, sometimes I would go get a suitcase and pack my shit. You remember that? So if you motherfuckers don't stop yelling, I'm leaving. And the shit that was in the suitcase is what used to, when I think about it, I was like, what was I think? I'll put all my toys. I had a big ass suitcase full of, uh, full of, full of G.I. Joes and, uh, and fucking, uh, what was that shit? The little building block shit we used to play with? Legos. Legos. So my niece, she was born. I was seven. Man, I, some of my earliest memories were my niece, man. Seven. Seven. 
Seven-year-old uncle. Seven-year-old uncle. <laughs> I was a real uncle, though, man. I was checking niggas. <laughs> I remember one time I got into a fight with my niece and my and my sister when she was pregnant. They jumped me. <laughs> they, jumped. <laughs> they, they jumped me, nigga. Because... <laughs> She, she used to work at KFC, and that's back when KFC had these parfaits, nigga. There was like strawberry shortcakes. Yeah. So when she got off work, nigga, anything they didn't throw away, she was bringing to the house. And she wasn't really trying to share it like that. So I remember she, right, she was, uh, what they, cravings and shit, so. She brought a parfait home, and it's also when KFC dropped the, them, them honey wings. Uh-oh. So then was new. We had never tasted nothing like that. <laughs> we barbecue sauce shit. was tart before these wings. It, you know, it was more... Barbecue sauce... I mean, barbecue sauce used to taste like Sour Patch Kids. But when they dropped these, uh, these, these honey barbecue wings, nigga... So she, she brought them home with specific instructions. Don't eat these wings, nigga, and... You can have some of the parfait, but don't eat the whole thing. It's for me and the baby. For her and the baby. But you know, pregnant bitches, their attention span ain't shit. Because as soon as she put the shit in the fridge, she just fell to sleep. Didn't take no shower or nothing. That's it. She just went to sleep. Oh, sis. Bad, nigga. I ate all the motherfuckers. I ate the wings and the parfait. I didn't leave shit. So, you know, she was my alarm clock in the morning. She'd wake me up, get me ready to go to school. And normally she'd wake me up. She'd, you know, kind of push me. But this time, this bitch socked me out the bed. She And dropped a few of the bones I left from the chickens on my pillow. Like, nigga, you ate all my wings? Yeah, so I, I, I jumped out the bed. We squared up. She didn't have no shirt on. I don't know why she had no shirt on. So she swung at me, and when she swung, my knee swung because I seen the knuckles on her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is trying to jump a nigga. What the fuck going on? You know what I'm saying? And then my niece was born July 13th, 1989. And I became an uncle. That was crazy. At the time, my parents didn't really fuck with each other like that, but my niece, she was like the, she brought the household... Together with the same sweat. And when she was born, (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah, her and my dad was tight off top. It was like road dogs. So it was my dad and my niece bonding, and my sister and my mom's. They was catching fades once a week. (laughs) They would just walk by, bitch, and just just she she dope fiend my mom one time and knocked her wig off. I said, hold on, you my sister, but you can't be whooping my. You can't be knocking off mama's wig, bitch. <laughs> yeah. One time she knocked the wig off and the cat started playing with it. It took us. Because we had two cats, Jenny and Jazzy. Oh <laughs> Don't let your sister knock your mama's wig off. It ain't. No, but you know, women, you know how women is in the house, there, you know. We used to go to church a lot. Had one good church. All the other ones was punk-ass churches. Victory Bible Church was a good church, Pastor Henry. My sister actually brought the whole family to God. You start going first, chasing behind that nigga. What was his name? Uh, 
<laughs> what was his name? <laughs> Jay. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to want to be like Jay. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Jay, if you watching, you some of my earliest memory. He was a light-skinned nigga like me. I used to like his mom, though. His mom had a unisex name. Her name was Johnny. That was the first time my dick got hard when <laughs> fucking with Johnny. Johnny. Johnny was the cold, light-skinned, quiet, clear, huxtable woman at the church. Very respectable. Shout out to Johnny. I realized I was a man fucking with Johnny. So this is, I heard her tell her husband one time, if this little motherfucker hug me one more time. <laughs> I used to always get hugs from Johnny, nigga. To bring her donuts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, donut the donut shop was around the corner. Because <laughs> LA Style, or what was it called? No. LA Style was a little, little spot where you buy white t shirts and yeah. I bought my. Yeah. Back in the day, it was a donut shop. LA, so we walk right over. What was, that was Style 21. <laughs> Style 21. 21. So we talking about the 80s. Like city trends. We talking about the 80s. When we we would never go straight home from church. We would just stop at uh, Penguins and get some yogurt. Or uh, we was always stopping. Soup. Oh, my God. That was on Lake. Yeah, man. We talking about the late 80s. Then the 90s came. 90s was crazy. Hell yeah, we moved to Rolling Heights. Hell yeah, that's that's the first time I experienced gentrification. Because when we first moved there, it was like a white kind of area. But within the first year, all the businesses went from being like regular businesses to in Chinese. All the writing within like a year. It would go from like Dan Sporting Good to Lupang Pang. <laughs> Nigga, every sign. I'm like, nigga, am I living in a Godzilla movie? Nigga, where's all the English? On Kalima. Yeah, and we lived in some semi-hood apartments. You know, semi-hood niggas. KFC was on the corner. The bowling alley was behind us. And that became the Hong Kong market. It went from a bowling alley to the Hong Kong market. And everything else was in... Chinese man, they took over. Oh, did he in Rolling Heights? I know I used to smell some funny shit when I would be walking to school, like a cracky type of smell. I didn't know Ike lived out there. Yeah, yeah, that's when. Yeah, that's when. That's real shit, because, yeah, all the motherfuckers were smoking primos in there. All my dad's friends was, they didn't smoke regular cigarettes and weed. It was something else in it. Because them niggas would always end up racing. Like, <laughs> how you, you know, weed sets ain't supposed to uh, lead to two niggas racing. These niggas would end up physical racing, like Olympic racing at the end of every hangout. That's what my dad and his friends was about, was smoking weed. Or the, what we thought was weed and seeing who was the fastest. <laughs> weed make you go fast, don't it? I mean, no, weed don't make you go fast. Yeah. I didn't know cocaine was illegal until shit. When I found out cocaine was illegal. 
<laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it was a different time, man. Me and my dad used to pull over and piss everywhere. In the early 90s, you was, it was about pulling your dick out and pissing in public places. I'm not bullshitting, right? Nigga, we'd be at a major traffic light. Oh, I got to piss. All right, hold on. I got to piss too, Dad. We'd be dick out in traffic just pissing. Yeah, that was the 90s. We just, just, just piss. <laughs> Hell yeah, my pops would roll. He'd have a beer in his lap, a blunt in his hand. Or, well, he didn't smoke blunts. He smoked uh, zigzags. We got a zag. Professional. We got a zag, nigga. Don't give me a zag, nigga. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And my, all the base heads at the liquor store. Yeah, the oh, yeah, the T top. Yeah. The Cordova. My Cordova. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smitty was different, man. The liquor store trip was different from us because he knew the bums. We didn't walk past the bums. We were. We, yeah, we would go to the liquor store to hang out with the bums because he went to high school with all the motherfuckers. Real spit, though. Most motherfuckers be trying to get past him. and nigga, He like, let me get a zag, girl. He'll wake a nigga up and borrow a zigzag. We'd be, you want me to get you some breakfast? Right there, nigga, on Fair Oaks in uh, Washington. Nigga, we'd be out there for hours. Oh, my Uncle Eddie used to work. We'd be out there looking for my Uncle Raj. That's the coolest nigga ever. We would spend a whole morning looking for Raj. You know what I'm saying? Pasadena in the late 80s, early 90s. It was a different place, man. Hell yeah, then we moved east to Rolling Heights, nigga. Remember, remember my white boy best friend when we moved out here, Charlie? When we lived on San Bernardino Road. He lived downstairs. Oh, it's making a lot of noise. Oh, it's fucking up. Damn. I mean, but you can't go do it. I try to minimize it. Then I'll I just leave it alone. Yeah, I had a white best friend named Charlie. That's how I figured out I was black. I didn't know. I just thought I was a person, nigga. Because in our family, don't nobody look alike. My grandmother got 10 kids, a couple of them dark skinned. Couple of them light skinned, couple of them in the middle. But in our family, we didn't know that light skin, dark skin shit. Everybody's crazy. So, what no light skinned punks in my family. So, when I got into the regular world and, and this misnomer that light skinned niggas was soft, I'm like, nigga, I have no reference for that, nigga. I will fuck you up, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Auntie Beth was cold. Man, yeah, we moved to Rolling Heights. What else happened in Rolling Heights? A lot of shit happened. A lot of shit happened. I got chased by the skinheads. What? I got chased. Damn, you remember that shit? They used to, we walked to school, they would just pull up in their little muscle car and rev the engine and niggers. And I'm like, for real? And I just... Come home, tell my dad, nigga, he be out there tripping. Hell, damn, I forgot all about that. I was scared, too. I was fucking terrified. I thought the world was going to be over. I lost my first fight to a white boy. Punk-ass nigga. <laughs> the fuck was his name? I forget his name. A lot of shit happened in Rolling Heights, though. <laughs> 
I played for the role. Oh, I got sick and almost died. Y'all remember that? You ever heard that story? So we used to do these fundraisers, and basically it was called a jogathon, right? So basically the, the kids were responsible for going home and getting people to donate money for every lap. He, he, finna, he finna go. He done. He had the He said... <laughs> People would donate money. So you run a lap for a dollar. You run 20 laps, you get $20 for the... So uh, so it was the day of the jogathon. I did some, you know, I raised a few few dollars. And they had this older white man cooking breakfast sandwiches. What? He was cooking breakfast sandwiches. The nigga was making... This before Egg McMuffin was a thing, I believe. Because he was making his own Egg McMuffins. Do you feel what I'm saying? So when I finished doing the jogathon, I was hungry. So I went and got me an egg McMuffin. Ate it. Didn't think nothing of it. Then I came back for another one. Ate two of them because they call me Pac-Man where I'm from because I eat a lot. Right. So the next morning, I don't know if it was a day or two days later, I, I woke up, nigga, and I was in pain. I couldn't walk. This nigga tried to murder me with an Egg McMuffin. <laughs> nigga, I almost lost my life to a scramble, nigga. What? <laughs> Real spit. And, and, and I went back for seconds. So my mom so gonna die, took die. me to the hospital. <laughs> now, look, because you got another perspective. It felt like I was in the hospital for a long time. Like a couple months. Was it a couple months or was it not that long? Okay, but nigga, I had to learn how to walk again. What? From an egg McMuffin. <laughs> this nigga. You had to make me. I, it, it, <laughs> it took my lower half, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, a bad egg almost got me out the way. <laughs> Your bottom half ain't shit. I've been looking for that. I've been looking for that the chicken for. Whatever chicken laid them eggs, nigga. I hope I hope you became a twelve piece. <laughs> nigga, horrible. So I'm in the hos- I'm in the hospital, and I remember this. Look, if a kid is in the hospital sick, do not start decorating the kid's grave. Nobody. <laughs> I'm 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 eight years old. Motherfuckers bringing me flowers. <laughs> what the fuck can an eight-year-old boy do with flowers, nigga? These niggas thought I was gonna die. When you, you know, <laughs> you know, and whole families was coming. You know, normally an uncle would come, but it was like uncle, auntie, grandmother, like a whole family. It's like they was paying their last respects to me. Is what it felt like. I do. <laughs> But I remember my dad was in that hospital tripping. It was because they they wanted to do surgery. They didn't know what was wrong with me, so they wanted to open me up to figure it out. And that nigga was like, "Nigga, not finna just to figure it out." Cursing out doctors, and, you know. So I was in that motherfucker two, three weeks. I turned out just had a little bit of gas. Nigga, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A nurse came in and pressed on my stomach, and I just and I farted, and then I got up. It's a miracle. Nah, I remember that though. I, that was yeah, that's the Rolling Heights. So I I got sick, 
Uh, raising waters. Did I? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. For real? I've been fighting like a motherfucker. This motherfucker's trying to take me out, nigga. I don't remember that. How old was I when that happened? Right. to a crime now. <laughs> we burnt that house down next door. Oh, the San Bernardino. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me and my homie, my G, burnt down our neighbor's house. Did we did it. <laughs> the, the nigga had... The nigga had... It, well, it, we didn't do it on purpose. He had the them fireworks when you light them, the rolls and it spins. So he was... So we was lighting them and throwing... On Nikki Court, he was lighting them and throwing them in the air. So, but he was older than me by a couple of years. I was just throwing them and they'd drop and hit the ground and yeah. that nigga would light them and baseball them. That is dangerous. So he baseballed one, and the wind caught it and landed on the roof. And we didn't think nothing of it. I went, we went in the house, went to sleep, and shit. Four five hours later, nigga, smoke, firemen everywhere. <laughs> He got caught up, but he didn't tell him I was involved. <laughs> okay. Shout out to my yeah, he kept it silent, man. Yeah, that's where I first saw a uh, saw a lunar eclipse. Remember the eclipse that happened over there? It was all st- Do you remember a total eclipse? Yeah, that was 91. 91, 92. Man. Nikki Core, that's when I first met Crips. I had never met a crib. It was uh, that was a <laughs> tall tale to me. Like, what is a crib? I know, I know what bloods are. Totally neighborhood totally crib. Cribs. Niggas all around that motherfucker. Big Mike, Rich Loke, all them niggas. We, I love y'all. <laughs> there was neighborhood cripping on Nikki Court. Yeah, they was looking out because over there the the black and Mexican shit was crazy. Hell yeah. I lost the fight to these brothers, uh, Marcel and Darcel. They rhymed. Their names rhymed. Yeah, I was I was kind of serving Marcel a little bit, and then Darcel <laughs> kicked me. <laughs> bow, nigga, I'm stuck. Oh shit, you know. And I had my shit on backwards because that's when crisscross was popular. So my, uh, so I had I I had my knife in my 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 Other back pocket. <laughs> But it was actually my front pocket because my front pocket was in the back. So I'm trying to reach for my knife and got knocked out. So I got home because my dad is crazy. And I didn't want to tell him it was my partners because we was fighting over something stupid. I don't remember what it was. 
And um, so I lied and said the Mexicans did it. Because <laughs> I still want to hang out with Marcel and Darcel. No. Somebody said that's their uncle's name. <laughs> so my dad went and kidnapped two Mexicans and brought them to the house. Said, these are niggas that did this shit, son. Them niggas don't know no English. They grown as fuck, nigga. Say I don't fight nobody with a mustache, Dad. I'm 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 eleven. I don't. Them niggas were in the back, scared, nigga. Bloodied up, nigga. <laughs> he kidnapped two Mexicans, nigga, from Home Depot. They could have been they could have been actors, though. He could have paid them to. My dad is out of the out of his fucking mind, man. These niggas think I'd be good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That nigga is, he's banned, he's banned from all, from from social security office. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Smitty. Bro. <laughs> to the house. He know, because he's supposed to get, he's supposed to get his retirement, period. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, you know he worked thirty three years for the U.S. Navy. So some weird technicality where he started working before the new retirement shit. So it was a gap of like six, seven years before he can get his retirement that he was entitled to. So he really went through a struggle. Like, so he waited. He had no income. So. What happened was he opened his case like, hey, motherfucker, y'all need to be paying me. I ain't got no income. I'm homeless. What's going on? So they started sending him letters. And one of the letters said, oh, yeah, we owe you money, and we're going to start paying you. So my dad got the letter like, oh, shit, nigga. Shit, I got some money coming. Yeah, motherfucker. I got over $7,000 on the way. Nigga, you, know, you, know I could, you know what I could do with $7,000? But now you get disability Right, his back. So he went down to the Social Security office, and he said, "Hey, to, he put the letter on the window for him. He said, hey, bitch, I got, I got this. Go back there, going back there and grab my seven thousand, bitch. I need that, right? Right. So she, she take the letter. Oh, sir, this, is, uh, this there was an error or some shit that happened. This ain't the, this this letter ain't. I don't know, but somehow the late they wasn't honoring the letter." And he was like, well, bitch, I don't know what to tell you. I know I'm not leaving here without $7,000. Because the government said, <laughs> you owe me this money. He get into an argument with her. Sir, can you please calm down? No, bitch, you calm down. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You can't, don't talk to me like that, sir. I don't give a fuck. Bitches, give me my money. Or I'm going to blow this motherfucker up. <laughs> They get into it back and forth. You know, he say some wild shit. He leave. By the time he get home, it's, what, 19, 20 U.S. Marshals at the house? They didn't take him to jail, though. Yeah, that's Smitty, nigga. He's he going to trip. What? Oh, yeah, he tried to. <laughs> he tried to run the handyman, yeah. You can't just. You got to tell him. You just can't pop new shit up on him. Yeah, you got to tell him and explain. It's government protocol. I just can't start doing new shit and I ain't got no coordinates from nobody. 
Who's your superior? Yeah, you That's what they're gonna ask you. Who's your superior? Who? Yeah. Who? Your superior. Who gave you this order? Who gave you these orders? Okay. Well, shit. I, the byline say that you're wrong. <laughs> that nigga pulled out a handbook on you in a heartbeat. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, my my pops ain't no joke. Pops crazy. The supreme OG. I remember I got him caught up with another bitch I didn't know. Got him caught up with another bitch. He took me to Chuck E. Cheese and said this was an auntie I'd never met. I told on him. I didn't know I was telling. I'm five. I thought it was really an auntie Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> my cash app is dollar sign Bullyfoot. I'm playing with this bitch kids. Hey, I said this is my. I, I didn't even know you was my cousin. It's crazy. Yeah, you can. We get home. It, it's Craig's birthday, dollar sign, Bullyfoot. Back to you, Craig. So we spent this great, we had this, we had this great date. Me and my dad went on a great date with this woman and her daughter. Oh, it's a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and uh, now, looking back, he probably just met her there. I don't know. But in my mind, shit, I got a new Auntie Deborah. You know, you know, you know how rare it is to have a new auntie? That I never knew of. So we get home and I say, Man, we was at Chuck E. Cheese, mom and Auntie Deborah and her daughter. And it was a wonderful time. And my mom like, Auntie Deborah. <laughs> okay. So my dad walk in and they I don't I forget how they start arguing. But this is the first time and only time my dad called me a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> he said, You gonna you gonna tell your mom on me, you bitch ass nigga? <laughs> that nigga made me. Th that nigga stuck his finger in my mouth and made me throw up all the pizza he bought me at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my god! Bitch ass niggas don't eat in the Smith household, okay? You're a snitch. Snitch ass neck. <laughs> that Smitty crazy, man. Shout out yeah. to Smitty. Yeah. I, seen, I seen him fight the police. Yeah, that nigga, man, Smitty. Yeah, that's that's Nikki Court, though, West Covina. Craig, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. So you're 41, right? It's your yeah. 41st birthday, right? Yes, ma'am. What would you like for your 61-year-old self to say to you now? Oh, wow. That's, what is that, 20 years? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, shit, man, in 20 years, one of the greatest comedians, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And also... Pioneer of diffusion of stand-up comedy and emceeing and rapping. It's oh, a lot wow. of motherfuckers, you know, that try to do it, but not too many niggas did it on, on, on the you know on the same level. So hopefully I can do it. I ain't got all the accolades to, you know what I'm saying, but you know, creating a new genre. Cause hip hop to me is in a punk ass place where everybody think they tough. Everybody want to be a gang member, and that shit corny as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want, I want motherfuckers to hear some good rhymes and also uh, laugh. So hopefully I can be the best to ever do that. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm, 
and being able to help a lot of people. You know, because that's why I'm 41 and you're just not hearing hearing of me because I don't have a lot of help. Why, why do you like to hear about, like to help people? What's your Shit, passion? I, you know, I didn't have no help when it came to this. But no, uh, I mean, my mom was an entertainer. She could sing her ass off, but ain't nobody in our family working in this field. So I had to start from scratch. And that you got to realize when you come from a blue collar family and you're trying to rap or you're trying to tell jokes, yeah, motherfuckers is laughing at you behind your back a little bit. Then you got to go into the trenches and create and be by yourself for years to develop because a lot of these niggas got parents that do it. So they may, you know, they can send them places to learn. I had to go off on my own pilgrimage, put off getting married and having kids early. Motherfuckers probably thought I was gay because I wasn't bringing bitches to that. No, nigga, I'm out here trying to figure this craft out. You know what I'm saying? You know, I really, shit, 10 years ago, I just, when, when my homie OC got murdered, I was like, man, let me focus on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Let me focus on this shit. Because that nigga died over it. Rest in peace to my nigga OC. And he didn't, never got this far. So if he was willing to die for this music shit without even ever accomplishing shit, then why, if I'm living, why can't I just, let me make this, let me, let me try it out, you know? So If comedy is a legacy, what would you want it to be? If it's a legacy? Mm-hmm. Uh shit, that's a. I hit you with it. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you know me. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I'm the first real hustler in comedy, really, because in this art form, everybody is dependent on the system. It ain't like rapping. Mm. You know, you you got the, a lot of independent artists and in rapping who were able, were able to make their way, but in stand up, it ain't never really been a hustling ass nigga that's funny that didn't need the system, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if I can make that way, where, where niggas don't need no agent or no manager, you know what I'm saying? Just independent, that's the best way. Yeah, and be you, be who you are, because I really be on this motherfucker telling the truth. You know, I exaggerate a little bit on certain shit. It's like 70% truth and 30% exaggeration, you know, but I really be on this motherfucker being... Yeah, I be being myself and shit. You niggas ain't going to Cosby and Will Smith me, nigga. <laughs> you know who I really am, nigga. I'm not fronting. You know what I'm saying? Man, yeah, I fucked that bitch. I fucked that bitch. Yeah, I fucked a lot of them bitches, man. <laughs> yeah, this is what... Same track suit. track suit. And I... And listen. And yeah, I call... You know, being yourself, you'll lose. I lost a bitch a year ago because I told her, shut up, bitch. And she said, she said, she said, that's the last bitch you're going to call me. And I said, no, it ain't, bitch. This the last bitch I'm going to call you. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> you know, fuck it. I got, oh, my God. I got to be me, man. That's the only way. Yeah, man, fuck it, nigga. Why? Wow. Yeah, man, I never forget. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's that's what I would want to, you know. And I be trying to help people, and I ain't got the resources to. You see, motherfuckers come around, you need help, and they know you can't help them, but they need somebody to blame if they don't make it. 
So if a nigga who never had a shot at making it come hang out with you, if it don't work out, he could blame it on Craig. Oh, it's crazy. It's I got a lot of that shit in the last couple of years. <laughs> niggas who ain't got no talent that I just fuck with because they cool niggas, they come back to bite you in the ass. Pause. <laughs> nigga, why are you biting my jeans? Nigga, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> the boxer biters but you know I told this to a family member I said look I realized that when you help people you just gotta help them mm -hmm. you can't get mad if they don't do what you think they should be doing with the help mm. that make you not a good person just help a motherfucker I don't give a fuck if they smoking rocks if they I don't give a fuck what they do just help them and just do that cause that's what you want to do out the kindness of your heart don't be holding grudges with motherfuckers that you help and then they just do some weird shit once you help them. It is what it is. Nigga, God, get them type of motherfuckers back. Real shit. Like this bitch I called a bitch. Oh. God got her back. <laughs> All that bitch hair fell out. Oh, my God. Jada Pinky? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I bet she'd rather be called a bitch than not have no hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she is, if she had stayed fucking with me, she wouldn't be bald headed. It, is that abracadabra alopecia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta help help people, and you just gotta let it go after that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we make friends, but we never really trip off how they present themselves to us. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know motherfuckers that got ill will, they can sniff certain shit on you. Like if you really a nigga that's out here trying to make shit happen, you know you gonna you gonna be in spaces where you a little vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? And niggas can pick up on that shit. You know what I'm saying? And they gonna they come around and shit and do weird shit. <laughs> And expose themselves. Here's the thing that, that is weird about niggas that do weird shit. When you catch them, they, they, why don't you just be like, man, you caught me, nigga, shit. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I, I slipped my number in your mother's purse, my nigga, I shit. The bitch is bad, man. I just want to fuck your mom. Like, why can't you just, when I catch you, nigga, just man up and be like, oh, man, you know. No accountability. No account. They are, niggas always tell you, God told them to tell you some shit. <laughs> God told me to tell you that everything you want to happen is going to happen. God told me to tell you that. A nigga. Yeah, just be accountable. Craig, if comedy is your baby, how would you want it to age? How would I want it to age? Like, what would you tell him to make it grow up into the child you would want it to? Oh, shit. That's a different-ass question, boy. Well, I'm a different-ass person. You know me. Yeah, I would want <laughs> Shit. I would want comedy to age <sighs> gracefully, I guess. Mm. It's certain shit that I uh you ever hear some shit that you thought was dope when you was young and when you get older you're like, that shit wasn't really that good. <laughs> it didn't age well. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want my shit to be that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want my shit to be like the three stooges. Mm. Nigga, I still could watch the Three Stooges and laugh. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't really watch, laugh when I watch when Harry met Sally no more. Because <laughs> it wasn't a comedy; it was it was a love story. <laughs> no, but certain shit I watched 
now I don't laugh. Like, what was real funny to me? Nah, I ain't gonna speak on that because that's too bad. Some of them niggas still around. Yes, oh I want my, my <laughs> I want my shit to age where you know you can always laugh at it. Uh, what other questions, Sarah? Oh, I, now you put me on the spot. Now I don't have that. Uh, no, anybody in the, your sister? Does she have a? So who is amazing? Uh-huh. What question do you have for Craig? Oh, that's crazy. If 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 she has a problem with, I, I just have one. Um, would you rather be timeless or legendary? Shit, timeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that legendary shit that ain't that ain't real. You know that's that, that you know, you got machines that can make anybody legendary. Mm. Nas X is a nigga that's acting gay. He ain't even really gay, and he became a legend because the machine messed with him. You know what I mean? Wow. So uh, he was acting like he was, he, yeah, yeah. This nigga can't be pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. If you faking everything else, then you faking it. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I'd rather be uh, timeless, though. And what would be in your time capsule? Yeah, motherfucker. Uh, you asking your questions? I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I'm trying to give other people opportunities. <laughs> Uh, but you quick I know you quick You good uh, Soap So Cause when they open it I don't want no dirty motherfuckers Listening to my shit Take a shower first Nigga Get clean Get your mind right Then absorb what I got to say Look my shit is timeless Cause I speak for the working Everyday motherfucker Cause that was me first I was raised by working Everyday motherfuckers With regular frustrations I was raised by Motherfuckers that uh, borrow kids to get more money on their taxes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I got aunties that was just having kids for tax purposes. <laughs> Didn't give a fuck about them the first, uh, the other nine months out of the year. But when that tax season hit, nigga, that's four grand. <laughs> okay, man. Lil Donald is my nigga now. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, everyday working motherfuckers and shit, man. You know, because I'm telling you, my family, the family is crazy. Nigga, my dad and his sister is inseparable. I done seen them fist fight. I saw my dad fight his favorite sister on his knees. Mm, and, wow. and, and her and her kids jumped him. And he wouldn't let me jump in at Margaret's house. <laughs> they was all high on they all had they all had to be high on cocaine, first of all. <laughs> I just remember, fuck you, Frank, and and and, and my auntie was like, you ain't going to talk to my husband like that and fired on him. Bow, lip bleeding. He said, oh, you going to hit me, bitch? He got on his knees, nigga. We're going to make this a fair fight, bitch. I'm finna fuck you up, bitch. And they fought, nigga. He was on his knees. Then he was fighting her. Then they throwing bows. Then her daughter jumped on his back. Then her son jumped on the other back. On the other back? They fine. I tried to jump in. Pops pushed me out like, nah, I got this. I'm finna fuck this whole family up, son. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's real shit, though. That's real shit. If your dad was a gangster right now, who would he be? 
What do you mean if he no, was no, a no, gangster? No, no, no. If he was, if, if, if anybody that was now would kind of remind you of Smitty, who would it be? What's the nigga that run rapper, rapper lot records? Oh, Jay Prince. Jay Prince. Oh, Jay Prince is a call. Yeah, my dad, he that type of nigga. He's stealth. But Jay Prince is a little calmer. My dad, the boss, and he gonna do. Yeah, he did. Enforcer. <laughs> yeah, he the driver and the shooter. His gang be telling him, calm down, Smitty, it ain't that serious, nigga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it is that serious, okay? Yeah, that nigga. <laughs> yeah, he ain't playing. I don't know, Big U, yeah, kind of similar. But Big U a big nigga, so he could be chill. My dad ain't chill. Once he go, it's a rap, nigga. That's why I'm so laid back, because I grew up around niggas going. Oh, hey. William is probably just, he's just like my dad. Yeah, uh, we have a question from uh, from Caffeine. Go ahead. They want to know, um, would you remove any bad comedians from destroying the culture? No, I think every, every man should have a voice. Mm. Every woman should have a voice. I, I don't. I don't speak on who's funny. Or even a rap who who I like as rappers. I mean, I always talk bad about Shifter Shocker, but I respect him. <laughs> the nigga just horrible. can't rap. Huh? But he's horrible. <laughs> and my thing is, how can how can he make money off of it and I can't? That's why I ain't stopped, nigga. If Shifter Shocker can make money, I should never give up, nigga. You know he, he you know what I'm saying? Nigga, I remember when he won a BT award. He knew he sh- he knew it shouldn't have happened because he didn't even give a speech, nigga. That nigga, that's the first nigga I seen uh, catch his award and jog uh, jog past the mic. He didn't even go back to it. That nigga, I was, well, how, how did I win this? How did this happen? To- <laughs> uh, but what, what you said, what was the question? Uh, if if Smitty was a rapper now, who would he be? A if gangster, he was a, a gangster, or Tupac. A rapper? Oh, if he was oh, a gangster, a gangster or a rapper. Anyway. If he was a rapper, it'd be Tupac. because oh. he'll fight anybody. Yeah. He he, my dad is only five seven. He a little. He a little nigga, but he don't. He ain't scared of shit. But uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I said uh, Jay Prince if he was a gangster. Yeah, Jay Prince is gone. Yeah, I think so. The only nigga, the only motherfucker I seen punk my dad is my mom. She used to punk that nigga. Question: If um, yeah, would, you, would you recommend your if you had a son, would you recommend him to go into comedy or to rap? <sighs> yeah, 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 because I'm here. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, but if I wasn't here, I would say, uh, I, I guess, yeah. Why not? Give it a shot. Give it a shot, nigga. Just create products. Don't bank on your talent. Don't be don't be out here trying to be the funniest uh, comedian or try to hang out with people because of what they do could do for you. Create your own product and let that do the talking for you. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of niggas that's been doing this comedy shit for 30 years and they got and and they ain't went nowhere. So Is there anything you haven't tried in 41 years that you would like to? Uh I think I'm going to get married and have some kids. Mm. Yeah, I ain't tried that shit yet. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and dad is the same height, but my dad's my dad's my dad's anger is why he's small. It's stunted his growth. Yeah. yeah, he would be a heavyweight champion of the world. 
His temper, he, uh, something happened. Yeah, his dad is. Yeah. Oh, he's pretty. Yeah, where there we go? Um, yeah, because um, Roger six. Roger, my height. Uh, yeah. Omar on uh, on YouTube says, "If you had a son, what would you say to your son if he wanted to be a stay-at-home dad?" <laughs> oh wow, I would say, uh, "Shit, man, keep pounding that pussy, man." <laughs> If 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 your dick can keep you at the home, keep you home with the kids, and you still getting the level of respect a man should get, more power to you. Respect is everything to me. So I just can't have a woman think she can talk to me any old kind of way because she's paying all the bills. So yeah. I'll get up and go to work just so I can be like, bitch, shut up, and have a place to go. <laughs> if you... If you ain't working, nigga, and you you can't argue with your woman fairly, she she gonna Beyonce to the left all your shit at least once a month. You gonna come and have to unpack your shit that she didn't packed up because it's time for you to go because you trying to argue with her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't no woman want no nigga that's just. I mean, let me take that back though, because y'all ladies, y'all gotta answer that. If you making ridiculous money, you know we come from. We don't come from poverty, but we'd like, we like, we we didn't grow up middle class. Yeah, you did, but. Uh, as long as the man is contributing to the household. Like, like yeah. yeah. If I got to work and, and go and pay some bills, as long as he's yeah. in the household. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, there we go. But see, y'all situation was different because you had, you had, you had, you had my niece. So it was bigger than y'all. And then we was raised in a two-parent home, and that's all we seen was people being together. So we didn't know nothing else. Right, right, yeah. yeah but that's duty. That's what I'm saying. It ain't about the booty. It's about the duty, ladies. <laughs> oh, These have, young chicks ain't got that. Uh, speaking of young chicks, I have a question from Odd uh, Otherworld Oddly's TV on YouTube, if your if your daughter brought home a stud, what would you do? Uh, shit. <laughs> oh, I ain't having no gay son. <laughs> yeah. My son came home with a nigga. <laughs> yeah. So if if you need a minute for that, I have another huh? question for Mario. I don't want. I don't want your daughter either. Why? Someone said he stud her. <laughs> I mean, you can't stop it. I don't have no. If, I, I feel sorry for the stud. <laughs> I feel, cause you know, here's the thing. A lot of a lot of women play, play, you know, with that lifestyle. You got some motherfuckers. That's what they feel like. They really are. They born that way. If that's you, I love and respect you. You love me, but for Thank me you. to use studs, I'm a former stud. Studs, you got it. You gotta protect your pussies. Studs, you gotta protect your pussies. If if my daughter was a stud, if, one thing I would tell her: if a woman got a child, do not date her. Period. Point blank. She flip flopping. Yeah, you true. She flip flopping. Yep. So if you're going to be a stud, you got to be strong. 
Look, it, it look, if you really born that way, you shouldn't just be dating women for attention. You should be dating women that hold the lifestyle as sacred as you do. Every time you date a woman with a kid, they <laughs> flip flopping. Oh What's going to happen when little man get old enough to whoop you, bitch? Because that's happening. <laughs> it's it's, it's happen. cool when he's 9, 10, 11, and you say, hey, stop doing that shit. But when he turned 14, first time I whooped my sister, I was 13. <laughs> this bitch used to dope for just put hands on me. Bow, bow, bow. Then one day I picked her up, slammed her on the bed, and she know I can't do that shit no more. <laughs> so if you a stud and you're dating a woman that got children, specifically young boys, at some point they're going to test you. And if you can't match that... Sh- could you imagine being a stud, a stud and, and getting violated by your uh, girl's son? Oh, my God. How could you tell? That is a How you going to tell your girl you're her son sex playing you? He <laughs> 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 keep trapping me in the bathroom, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Still trapping the closet. Still trapping the closet. Every time I'm in the shower, he walk in. That's because you a woman, bitch. He's curious about pussy. Oh my god! That is horrible. That is horrible. I'm hey, just, like, uh, hey, if you could get what is what is the best <laughs> advice you can give to a stud right now? The best advice I could give to a stud is date other studs. <laughs> no, that's gay. No, it ain't. Yes, date it other studs. <laughs> if you want to protect your heart, date somebody that's gonna guard it. Why you keep throwing your heart on the crap table with these bitches that got two and three baby daddies? <laughs> date other studs. What? It ain't gay. They say it ain't gay. It's Look, very gay. A lot of black studs will be like, that's very gay. Well, that's because they in denial. Oh, okay. That's a, You can't be your daddy. <laughs> Tell me. Can a stud be a baby daddy? No, but a lot. Of, some of these studs, not all, but some of them are trying to be the daddy that their daddy wasn't. <laughs> you know. Are you are you really be, are you willing to be a surrogate daddy to studs? <laughs> Look, man, one of the most uh, precious motherfuckers to me on this planet is a stud. I've seen her go through it with bitches, bitches, <laughs> and she's the first bitch to tell me bitches ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine that <laughs> studs date other studs. No. What other questions, Sarah? Um. Okay. So I'm trying to get something. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go through my own brain, but at the same time, there's a lot of people trying to give me questions, but Let's they're not it. good. So I have to go with my own thing. So, what is the best advice that you've ever been given, and what's the best advice? You ever gave? The best advice I ever got was from my grandfather, Donald. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was he was a great man. He wasn't there for my mother as much as he could have been. Cause he, you know, he and I are very similar to where we just we just free spirits. So he he was a player. Well, he and I are very similar. He was a better player than I. I ain't no player. <laughs> I'm not like my grandfather. My grandfather's a cold blooded player. I'm an artsy nigga. But, you know, when he was dying of cancer and I went to visit him in Detroit, 
Oh my God! I he know. had a woman named Elaine that he <laughs> he's been with for for thirty, forty years. But he, but Elaine was the bottom bitch. She was the main one. She was a great woman. He was fucking with her a long time. Her daughters like family. Bitch stole my gun. I want my gun, bitch. Just because you a police don't mean you can just steal them. That's my grandfather's gun. He left to me. So, bitch, I'm coming for that gun. Oh my but anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, because that's the gun he pulled on me when I stayed, when I used to go stay with him for the summer. And, you know, I was, I mean, one time I went to Detroit when I was 12, yeah, and he was asleep, and I was putting icy hot on his head oh, while he was asleep. When he was asleep, fucking with him. Grandpa Donald, cold player. So I'm putting icy hot on his head. He'll wake up, motherfucker. And uh, one of the last times I did it, uh, he he pulled out his gun. He said, "Nigga, you you can't play with everybody like that, you know, grandson. This I could have thought you was a burglar or a, and killed you, you know. But anyway, I want that gun. What's his what's what was his name, daughter name? Michelle. I want that gun. <laughs> so anyway, was she, Michelle Mama was my grandfather's bottom bitch. And now I shouldn't have said. Oh damn. <laughs> Shout out, Michelle. <laughs> I said, hey, Ebony, in the yeah. chat. But that just means your most down woman. Because he, he was a true player. They, they knew about each other. He wasn't hiding. But when he was dying, I went to visit him. And he was in his wheelchair. And he was like, grandson, I'm going to tell you. He's like, this, you know, this, is, this woman has been the best to me of any woman I've ever had. And... For a while, I wasn't giving her what she wanted because I was out here playing and all that. And he was like, I'm going to tell you something. This is how you choose a woman. He said, "He said, live by this motto. He said, life is not about what you love. It's about what loves you. Lord. You feel what I'm saying? I do not agree with that. Okay, no, because it's a nigga that love me right now, and I told him I don't like the way he loved me, and I told Craig that, and then he act like I need to be with this nigga. But that's a woman's perspective. From a man's perspective, uh-huh. we get carried away. So that's what he was saying. That's really a moral about as men, we get carried away thinking that what we want is more important. Sometimes people want to love you. And you reject that love because it ain't what you want. Why would wow. you ever reject love? If somebody's trying to love you and do for you, allow allow them to, to do that. But it's not the way you want to be loved. But that you, but you. But I'm talking about from a man's perspective because that that's like the man version of the TLC song. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. As men, we got this thing called testosterone, mm-hmm. you know, that had niggas leaving their families. But to women, it's like it's like all all money ain't good money. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, but see, from a, it's a, it, the from my perspective, it's like mm-hmm. you know, I'm a dominant male. Oh uh, yeah. So. So I, I don't love from a safety perspective. Mm. It ain't nothing. Prote- I'm not protecting nothing. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying not to be violated. So our space is different. You know what I'm saying? Is 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 really from a leadership perspective? Is what he's saying. You know, when you when you're in a position of leadership, and you got people following you like a woman or a family, you know, you got to allow them. 
to be who they are. You know what I'm saying? That's why it ain't about what you love. It's about what loves you. So oh. if, you, if you're, you're a part of something that's bigger than you, you know what I'm saying? That's when you really become a man is when you could be a part of things that are bigger than yourself. So it's just his way of telling me. Yeah, his, 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 it was his way of telling me, you know what I'm saying? You know, be a part of shit that's bigger than you. That's, that's, I've never heard anything like that. Like that, that breathes another air into that. That's, that's. Yeah, yeah, man. Grandpa Donald was cold, man. Yeah, that's, that's wisdom. You can look at it two different ways. You can be like, what she's saying is a person that's saying he loves Can you give Sister Mike? Can you give Sister Mike so he can hear Oh, yeah. You got to stand up here? You wanna... No, 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 no. Just give it a mic. Can you give it a mic? Yeah, hold on. let me see. Hold on. I'm going to get I'm, I'll go get her one if you want to. No, no, I'm good. I think, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Okay. I think what you're saying, Sarah, is that you feel like the person that's saying he loves you is not doesn't know how to love. He's not showing you the proper type of love that you will want from him, basically. So you can look at that two different ways. You know what I'm saying? Some people do know how to love, and that's the person you want to love you, somebody that's showing you proper love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The right type of love. So, so you can look at it in that perspective. While you have the mic, can I ask you a question? Um, yes. Ma'am. What is... What is the thing that you love the most about Craig? Okay. And don't cry. Oh, I'm not. This is <laughs> this is Craig's sister. Um, I would say that the thing that I love most about Craig is that he is honest. Um he's genuine. Mm-hmm. He loves to help people. Yep. Um can I say without without crying? <laughs> no, crying. Um, he's always he's always been there for me as well as I've been there for him. But um, basically, he's just a good support system. Um, we support each other fully, so I, I appreciated that about him, and that's what I love about him. Uh, I have I have one more question. One more question. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what What is the difference between Craig? And other people that you've known, brother. Mm, what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, I would say probably, well, one thing that I noticed is that me and Craig are nine years apart and we're still very close. Um, oh, that's rare. Yeah. So I noticed that some br- people's brothers or family um they have a such a big gap they're not as close because it's like a generational um divide or gap but we have a lot of similar interests um right yeah we we share the no pissing on her so basically um, we just we just remain close, you know what I'm saying, no matter what. So uh, to me, that's something that I've noticed about other families that have a big gap. They're not always as close. So I, pre- I appreciate that. Last, que- uh, la- last, last question. Uh-huh. What is something that you've never said to Craig that you would like to tell him? <laughs> I tell him everything. We're very close. So there's nothing that I haven't said to him. I've told him that I'm proud of him, that I... um. 
What else have I told you? That I'm proud, that I, I respect everything that he's done as a man. He's, he's a real man. He ain't no fake man. Um, no. And I see the growth in him. You know what I'm saying? So... Basically, I think I've told you everything, right? That I, that I feel. I don't hold nothing back. The way I feel is the way I feel, and I'm going to let him know. <laughs> yep. he, know he's, he knows. <laughs> yep. So, so if, is Craig, if, if Craig was your younger brother, do you, yeah. no, 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 Craig is your younger brother. Yes. But if he was your older brother, what do you think you would have learned from him? Ooh. <laughs> I give good questions, girl. Yes, you have good <laughs> questions, Sarah. Um, I would have learned from Craig to the hard work. Hard work. He's a very hard worker. Yeah. Um. He has shown me that basically, you know, never give up on your dreams. You know, if you believe in yourself or you believe in something, just follow that dream until, you know, and see it through, basically. So, I think that's what I I would um. Sarah Walters, whatever. I know. Okay, but you're awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So much. I know you don't like being on camera. Hey, there we so. go. I got her on camera. Hey, <laughs> hey that's been the, uh, this Q and A. Greg and his big sis. Yes. You want to say but, something, right? Yeah, she almost right. Yeah. Cousin, uh-huh. come on, cousin. Yeah, she has you you want you want to get up or you want to just have the mic? They, they don't like being on camera. Y'all don't like to be on camera. I like to be on camera right now. All right, I'm, uh, say what you want to say first, and then I'll ask question. Okay, I just want to tell you, I'm proud of you. To continue to follow your dreams, and. Regardless if there's bumps in the road, you continue to brush your shoulders off and continue to move forward. Um, you are younger than us, but you do inspire us too. Oh, so <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I love you. We love you. We're here to support you, and we're with you. Oh, oh, question! I have a question to her, to her real fast. Kevin's question. So, if if you were Craig's older sister, what advice would you give him? Even though he treated you like one. <laughs> okay, so me and Maya are the same age, so we're nine years apart as well with, with Craig. Um. Repeat the question again. So you, if you, if if you were the older sister instead of the cousin, like maybe like you know, because some people feel like their position of influence is different because they're a cousin versus a sister. Like, what advice would you give him? Or, like, I'll, I'll I'll give you a choice. Or, what is something you knew about him when he was younger that you want to tell him? Something that you discovered in him before he ever even discovered it. What is that that you discovered that he's living out right now? Okay, what I, what I saw is that he always had this gift and this talent and whatever he was doing. Oh, you are you knew for a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm, yes. And 
I'm proud of him that with certain gifts and stuff that he's very talented with, that he continue to work on his gifts. And that's been presented to the world with his comedy, with his music, where he's enmeshed it all in one. And he's bringing it to the world to see. We've already seen it, but now the world sees it too. And on top of that, he's a good-hearted person. He's always been authentic. He's always want to help people. He's um, the type of person that um, is very genuine and authentic. And that's what's special about him. Because in the field that he's in, there's a lot of fake people. Yes. That he's going to run into. But he's grounded. And he can see who's really there for him and who isn't. And he wants to help everyone, but he wants people to also appreciate him, too. Absolutely. And I want to tell you I love you, little cousin, and keep going. Okay. You know, hey, you're some, here from some, family. Of, some of y'all online, y'all may not care about this, but this is very, this is for Craig. Today is for Craig. Like, yeah. I yeah. wish everything would be for Craig because this is his station. This is his channel. So all y'all can go fuck yourself. But thank you for watching. But, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, they said we care, but your questions uh, suck. Yeah, no, it was good questions. I have good questions, nigga. I yeah, am a journalist, questions. nigga. Hey, if man. it wasn't for my high school teacher, I would be a journalist right now. But she crushed my dreams at an early age. So fuck her. One day anyway. <laughs> Our family. My grandmother and her 10 kids. Woo! I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Street in Pasadena. It was, oh my God. We talking about, uh, we talking about characters, man. My uncle Rise could have, he was supposed to be the next Abe Lincoln. He was supposed to be the next Abe Lincoln. This, everybody loved Rise. Everybody. Everybody. The mayor of Navarro. Then my dad. People love my dad. You know what I'm saying? My dad's smooth dude. Ladies love him. You know, he was like the protector of the family. So I used to get a lot of residual family beef because my father was the one that my grandparents would send to discipline the motherfuckers that was acting up in the family. You know what I'm saying? Then we got my Auntie Pam. That's the rock of the family. Because my grandmother never really had a stable husband for too long. You know what I'm saying? They None of them really had, they had some father figures, but they didn't have a consistent presence. So a lot of the beefs that they have now was because it wasn't a man there to, who really loved them to step in and be like, man, this is your sister. You, you don't, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, then, then who's next? Auntie Beth. Auntie Beth is like, she was the, she was the gifted one, I think, because I, I believe she was a gifted athlete, too. She was a track star, I believe, too, in high school. And, uh, but she, she is the epitome of, like, uh, just a, a solid woman on all levels. 
You know what I'm saying? Then we got Mark. Uh, I don't know. Who, uh, Alexis is the oldest. Yeah, Auntie Alexis is the, the oldest and the most lovable one. She's the one that nobody in the family had a problem with. It ain't. It ain't no Auntie Alexis beefs. It is period point blank. It ain't no Auntie Lexus beef. She is was just gonna be. She she have a butt a beer in one hand. She turn the oldies on and she be hey and drinking and party. I don't give a fuck. And she partying and in her own world. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Margaret and Walter. Margaret and Walter. They the they the chocolate pretty motherfuckers in the family. So you, you, the first foe is light skinned like me, then the, then then Beth is brown skin. Here come uh, Auntie Margaret and Walter. They dark, pretty hair, chocolate motherfuckers. You know. Then after that is Uncle Larry, and all of them got the same daddy. After that, Uncle Larry, he was born with a whispers mustache. Just <laughs> 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 a hard working dude, man. I. You know he's he's real similar to my dad too, very similar, damn near the same. Yeah, but he just don't have a temper. But you know, and then you got uh, Blue and my Auntie Tina, Auntie Tina just like my grandmother. They're very similar. She got ten kids. Yeah, same. You know, they ten kids and look like she like a like she never had a baby. Yeah, but yeah, the family. I'm gonna make a story about Navarro. I'm gonna do something about Navarro Street hustlers, yeah. and the cousins. Oh man, yeah, man, yeah, it's just some wild stuff. What? Oh my God, yeah, Jim, Jim. That what? What time Jim Jim had me take him to buy a pack of cigarettes and an asthma pump? Say, well, which one you want? Nigga, you want to breathe or not? Nigga, you want to. <laughs> 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 he broke his leg. My cousin Jim's here. And then the best of all of us. Oh, he did. He was a killer. But the best of all of us was cousin Robert. Robert. He the greatest of the whole V, the best we got. Rest in peace, man. He was best friends with uh, DJ Quick, had a, a cousin or nephew um, that, you know, had a disability like Robert. And he, and they was friends. They was best friends. Yeah, my cousin Robert, man, he was a straight blood. He would catch the bus from San Bernardino to Pasadena. That's like 50 miles. And he would... He, he would gangbang. So well, he got he caught a case, and all he had to do to get out of jail, uh, what was it? What did he have to do? Remember he broke into that car and went to sleep in it? What type of nigga break into a car and go to sleep in it? <laughs> so, so he, I'm saying, so, <laughs> so he went, <laughs> so, <laughs> So the nigga go to jail, and all he got to do to go out and get out of jail was uh, he had to repeat like his Miranda something to the remember. Yeah. yeah. All he had to do was recite some very basic shit. 
to get out of jail. But because he, you know, had a disability, he wasn't in no regular jail. This was co-ed jail. And he was able to fuck bitches there. So he's like, why would I leave here and there's bitches? <laughs> why would I leave here and there's bitches here? I'm going to stay in here as long, you know. So he stayed in there for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, my cousin Robert, man. That nigga love 50 Cent, man. The 50 Cent here, this my, you disabled motherfuckers love you because you sound like one of them. Uh, oh, my if God. I was your, if, I was your, if I was your best friend, uh, I was the time. I was the time. I don't know. If I was your best Yeah, you sound just like my cousin Robert, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> if I was your best friend, I was your best friend. I was the time. <laughs> Yeah, Robert loved him, man. I think that's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Robert, God. Man, I miss Rob. He had called me, and I say hello. I say hello, and he'll start rapping instantly. <laughs> and wouldn't stop for five, six hours. <laughs> Cousin Robert birthed. That's why I'm feeling this way, man. I wish I would have recorded some of our conversations. <laughs> Bro, who is the most interesting family member? Tears, huh? Who is the most interesting family member that's passed on that you feel like, oh my God, they could have been Bonjour. famous? We had a lot of people. You know what? I think William was real. Yeah, William was. He's very. He was very interesting to me because. You know, so I'm younger. So, of course, I know who he was, but he started going to jail young. You know, William was shooting niggas and shooting up the projects at 11, 12 years old. So, if y'all are nine years older than me, what is he, six years older? Okay, so he's eight years younger than me. So, wait, do you, do you, think, older, older than me. Do you think that intelligence or creativity causes you make to, to go? Not not necessarily crazy, but make you feel as if you're not normal. Uh, I don't know if we're referring to my cousin William. It was really survival for him. Wow! Because he was a he was loved his family. He was a little nigga, mm -hmm. but he was a murderer. Wow! You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only way I could put it. He was a murderer, and he he. But see, it was different. See, everywhere. I would, I would probably be the one fucking William though. <laughs> well, you probably could have fucked blind William because uh. <laughs> she don't know. No, in my younger days, nigga. Yeah, had bad bitches. <laughs> In my younger nah, days, cause they like blind look. So gotta know my. So my cousin, like I said, he he was he was pretty motherfucking, but he, but he was a killer. He was a killer. I'm gonna just put it out there. He was a killer, and he'd been killing since he was a since he was a baby. So basically, but what what I say make him different is some niggas kill because they sociopaths and they psychopaths. That wasn't why he was doing it. He was really raised. And some treachery. When crack first hit, he was probably 9, 10, 11 years old. And where we was from, it really, crack really did a number on Pasadena. And there was a lot of killing going over over that money. 
and he was around up under my uncle Walter and other people who were straight monsters in the streets, and so his environment made him that way. But he was he he wasn't just out there popping cats because that's what he wanted to do. He was a principle driven guy, and so when the gang man, he was about respect. So he was a shorter person like my dad, so he didn't tolerate no disrespect. I'm talking about zero disrespect. You know, so all this, all the shit you hear these rappers rapping about and all that, like he was really about that broad daylight, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So he ended up becoming blind. I can't talk about the circumstances that led up to it, but he got shot point blank range. Wow. And instead of dying, he lost his vision. Mm-hmm. For 10 years, he lived and he couldn't see shit. You know what I'm saying? Still carried his guns. Nigga uh, went to. Had his own place, spotless, clean crib, uh, cook for itself, clean for itself, blind. Kept two guns on him, but he had seizures. So I remember one time he was coming back from Arkansas, had a seizure on the Greyhound, and his guns came out, and they put him in the feds. Remember that? So he was probably the most unique because when he went blind, he didn't cower from who he was. He still was the same guy. Same I tell you a story about how somebody, somebody, yeah, you were thinking somebody told him that they would give him some money. And this is somebody that was from his gang. So in his gang, he has power. He could tell him pretty much damn near anybody, shut your ass up, nigga. And his oh his response if you know, nigga well let's go let's go do let's go put some work in, okay well shut up then nigga before you become a victim, right. like he was that you know so so somebody told him man I'm gonna well, draw down I'm gonna give you some money man, she's like all right for sure for sure man so the day come you supposed to give him the money, he ain't got it so we'll say I give you some time man I ain't tripping, they run into each other a couple other times and nigga still don't have the money so now William mad. So William have another relative take him to the guy's house because he heard the nigga just bought a brand new BMW. You heard that story? This nigga got a brand new $80,000 BMW, but you told my cousin he was going to give him some money. And so nigga, and, 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 and what the motherfucker got a BMW and, he's, and he ain't got mine? Yeah. So he had two of my relatives drive him up there. Nigga had two big ass knives. You never heard that story? Yeah. So the nigga, he, had, he made him go grab the nigga, bring him out. This nigga's a killer, too. This ain't no punk-ass nigga. He said, nigga, where my money at? You ain't got my money? He said, he said blood, take me to the car. Right. You got a new BMW, right? Blood, take me to the car. They took him to the BMW. What? He didn't, he didn't hand the knives off to the other two niggas. He did. He said, this is the BMW. They put his hands on it. That nigga started stabbing. Wait. Ah. Wait. Start dressing. Yeah. Started dragging the knife down the side of a brand new 745. Stabbing what? the tires. Breaking out the windows. What? That's what I was raised up under. Damn. You know. Yeah. That's, you ain't got no money. You going to tell me? Why would you tell me you going to do something and not do it? You could have just not said nothing. Do you think that you're you were raised like under like mafia, like you're almost no. like Italian or something? I'm saying that's the mentality in my family. Every day, cool as a motherfucker. 
Wait, wait, is that is, is, you think the Italian mafia closely resembles like huh? the 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 loyalty of a Italian mafia? Do you think that closely resembles like the loyalty within your family? No, my family is loyal to each other, but it ain't like on no uh, it ain't like on no cold. We ain't gonna let nobody outsiders disrespect us. Okay, but we be disrespecting the fuck out of each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. on a whole nother level. But uh yeah, I mean the love is there. That's that resonates. We just all the same. It's something different about us where when we feel disrespected or feel like somebody taking us lightly, it take a while for me to back up off of that and not turn you into a victim. Like if I feel like you really purposely going out your way to you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then it's something in me where I gotta get away from you for a while because I will do something to you, nigga. You know, that's in my blood. It ain't, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's the, yeah, straight what, up. Is there any famous person right now that you think that your life is patterned a little bit like? Nah, I don't think there's no famous. I mean, I don't know, maybe Red Fox, mm-hmm. possibly. I would say, a, you know, Corey Holcomb is similar, but my father, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know his family upbringing. I don't know if his father was there, but my father was there every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And my aunties. And, you know, certain aunties and uncles and shit. So, you know, but I would say that maybe Corey, maybe Red Fox, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. I got to dig into it. You know what I'm saying? Do you think there's a female comedian out there right now that that kind of comparable to you? A female comedian? Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's a rough, that's, hmm. I mean, Sarah, you you know you're a female comedian. <laughs> I am not a comedian. I like a, I I love comedy. I love. I'm a it's a couple comedy. female comedians. I, <laughs> Kenesha Bus is kind of similar. She probably she titties. she could have been in my family. Uh, <laughs> um, should, who who? Camara Precious probably could have been. Camara specifically is cut from the same shit I'm cut from. Yeah. Yeah, she's like my sister and my cousin. Uh, she probably could have been up, you know, been in the family. Um, yeah, they they both. You know, in, in the comedy world, they don't. A lot of motherfuckers don't know me, so they had misnomers about me. Yeah, they didn't. You know what I'm saying? So, Kamara Presses is is some of the first females that kind of got to know me a little bit, but they still don't know. But they they got a feeling, but they don't know. Cause I, I mean, don't be telling everybody. I mean, th- there's nothing soft about you, so don't think that I said a female com- uh, comedian because they're like, you no, know, but like what I'm saying like, is because your mentality and stuff like that. Like you're you're a very cerebral type of comedian. But I'm distant too, though, because that's you know I know in comedy, motherfuckers, right? People be playing, and a lot of these niggas, I'm gonna keep it 100. A lot of these comedians that y'all look up to, they be rapey ass niggas. Yeah. Look, if I got a female around me, she don't have to make no deal with her pussy to be around me. Yeah. I fuck with you because you got talent. I'm not, you know, putting no pressure on nobody. That's why I'm still here. You know, I ain't no I scumbag. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But here's the thing: that the females get used to that, and and when you don't leave with that, I feel like sometimes they. They get taken aback and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you know. So Do you they, think it's a disadvantage to look the way you look and be a comedian? I mean, I'm an okay looking guy. 
I don't get over with my looks. My personality is what gets me over. But I think if I was fat and ugly or skinny and frail, I would I would be, you know, way bigger. Wow. You know what I'm saying? When you get an average everyday nigga, I, I've always had women. I never had trouble with that. I've always been uh, good at whatever I put my mind to. So I've always been a star in a way. So I, I'm not doing comedy to fill that type of void. I'm really doing it. What got me doing comedy is trying to make my mom laugh because my mom, you know, she went through it growing up and I would always be trying to make her laugh and get her mind off of her problems. And that's what made me realize I was funny. You know what I'm saying? So my shit comes from just trying to make my mom laugh, you know? Uh, so all these other, you know, a lot of these other niggas, they be having these deficiencies and shit. And I got deficiencies, but they just... Are different deficiencies, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, Ebony, she's gonna be one of my baby mamas. She she been sticking in there for a couple oh, years. Ebony, hey, Ebony. We gonna we gonna make it happen, Ebony. <laughs> do, you, do you think as a um as a as a single male comedian in your forties, do you think that you look at someone like your mom or your sister? Both. Hmm. They're the same, you know. I mean, we look. The children are. We get. We get a chance to look at our parents. I think we become stronger than them because we see what they go through. Uh huh. You know, the early part of my sister's life was patterned just like my mom in a way, having a baby young. But you know what my sister taught me is uh, resilience. You know what I'm saying? Because she made the shit look easy. She had. Mm-hmm. She had my niece. <laughs> You know, I didn't know. I'm just a, a you know a young kid. I don't know, but you know, I never really heard much complaining. It went, yeah, you know, and you know, and and her, you know, so never heard no complaining. And she was taken advantage of by a very bad man, who if I was older, it wouldn't have happened. You know, but the nine years apart, you know, what I'm saying as the brother, you can't really protect your sister when you're nine years younger. You know, but. You know, resi- her and my mom is resilient. My mom, to this day, she's getting a PhD wow. in theology. I don't understand oh. why, but she's doing it. But that's how much drive she has. Wow. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how much drive my mama got. My sister the same way. You know, my yeah. my mom ain't violent. My sister's violent. Wait, wait. wait. That's why she hit you. <laughs> She will hit did, you did, did she, did she in your you mouth, in, nigga. If you, you that's why we can't have her on camera. Because if you just, if you walk up on her and you don't announce yourself right, it's gonna be a problem. Did, did she protect you as a kid? Did she what? Did oh she yeah, protect you? yeah. Yeah, my sister. Not so much physically. Nah, we. I, yeah, I didn't get bullied. We didn't have them problems. Me and my sister are bigger people. Meaning we. Yeah, we didn't get bullied and all that shit. That, that I'm telling you, that normal light skin story that y'all hear, that ain't this. You'll get your ass served over here, nigga. <laughs> yeah, it ain't that type of party over here, man. <laughs> right. Pretty. Uh, you're getting nasty. <laughs> 
And now you hopping on the stand and doing police reports. But I'm supposed to be a bitch. <laughs> okay, nigga. We can get evil, nigga, if you want. But, yeah, we not, you know. We blue collar. Even though we, you know, my sister's from Detroit. She's not from California. And even though I was born here, my work ethic and my mentality is Detroit all day long. So it's a different, uh, we cut different. If you are not, if you are not uh, rapping or co- being a comedian, what would you be? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I've done everything, nigga. I've had thirty jobs, probably. <laughs> I've done everything, so I probably would be dri- owning owning a few trucks again, driving trucks. You know. Um, yeah, I've always gotten to a few dollars. Hustling's in my blood. Uh, I'm from Pasadena. I was born in Huntington Memorial Hospital. Oh, someone wants to know what's your first job. Huh? Someone wants to know what's your first job. My first job I ever had in seventh grade, I worked for the Valentine Summer Program for the Parks and Recreations Department. They had a youth center. They paid me a dollar an hour. Oh, my God. At the, en- at the end of the summer, they cut me a check for $86. Well, for the whole summer? For the whole summer. I took that $86. I went to Ross. I bought me three $9 polos. I bought me two pairs of jeans and a penny hardaway uh, Memphis jersey when he played at the University of Memphis. Wow. With that $86. That was my that's, first job. That's crazy. Then when I graduated high school, I got hurt. I couldn't hoop no more. I walked on down to Clippinger Chevrolet, and I had an Arabic homie I grew up with who was the person that actually got into a battle with my boy Carl, whose mom took us to DJ Quick's house. Omar's brother was the manager there. They hired me. And then my first job as an adult was I sold. No, I take that back. That was my second job. When I was away hooping, I worked at Old Navy when it was a new company. Oh, whoa. I worked there for three weeks, enough to get some outfits. <laughs> and then I quit. Yeah. <laughs> then I came back and worked at Clippinger. Clippinger Chevrolet for Ziad. Wow. Ziad was an Arabic dude who was married to one of the princes of Saudi Arabia's sisters. So they used to funnel money into America through Ziad. So he bought a bunch of uh, car dealerships. <laughs> It wasn't a front, but a lot of people invest their money in America through family members here. Y'all want modern laundry? Clippinger <laughs> Chevrolet. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, we how long we been up here talking? Um for an hour and 35 minutes. Hey, that's been the birthday Q&A. We're going to do a Q&A more often. Yeah, Q and No, thank you so much. I, can I say one thing before we go off? Yeah, let's run it. Thank you so much. Um, honestly, I work for a lot of people in the business. I just want to let you know that you're one of the the kindest souls I've ever worked with uh, in the industry because you actually mean what you say. You say what you mean. Oh, and, thank you, sir. Um, I 
I am totally down for your vision and everything like that. And I know that like you're gonna be so big one day. Like yeah. this is gonna be on like your ten years from now when they do your well, no, nine years when they do your fiftieth birthday, uh-huh. like at the Hollywood Bowl or whatever it is, like they're gonna play something like this. <laughs> 50. Hey, thank you. Next time I get in an argument with my bitch, I'm calling you. Hey, oh, yeah. Call, well, listen to what this bitch got to say about me. She think I'm a good nigga, okay? Uh, before we before we sign <laughs> off, is there anybody else in the audience? Because I know the people that you love. So oh, my cousin Tremaine. Tremaine! Hey, straight the fuck out, man. This is the realest nigga, period, man. In Amen. comedy, in entertainment, anything. Amen. This nigga ain't never told me nothing that he didn't mean. He mean everything he say. He don't lie. Everybody that's uh, in the audience and listening to shit, support Craig Smith because ain't no ain't nobody like this nigga. Yeah, ain't comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fraudulent fake motherfuckers, and this dude is just a real dude. Amen. I'm eating. And that's all true. I was eating. I didn't clear my throat though, but that's all, that's, that's all I was true, eating. Nigga. You right, motherfucker. Hell you, yeah. You hard listening, motherfucker. Hell yeah, ASMR niggas. Yeah, what is that? Anchovies in the nigga mouth. They be listening to crabs cracking. No, for real though, man. It's time for some real motherfuckers. Got five dollars said he sent a hundo to your cash app. That's a real nigga right there. Real shit. Hell yeah, I need fifty. That's a hundred dollars well spent. (laughs) Hundred real. That's some real shit though. Hell yeah. Nah, because it's time for somebody real to really. To the phone, the check. Nah, for real. It's time for a real motherfuck- motherfucker to win. Yeah. And um, I just appreciate this dude, bro. I didn't watch this growth. Yeah. From from quitting jobs. Speak on it. Doing the comedy, going back to get another job just to do the comedy again. He sacrificed everything just for the comedy. But what more can you ask for? This dude give his blood, sweat, and tears, man, for this comedy shit. Mm-hmm. And the dude is just... He's one of a kind, bro. He could be J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, all that. His music is on that level. So you got somebody who's just as talented with comedy as he is with the music. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. So, so Picasso, motherfuckers like that, Van Gogh, they don't, they shit ain't even worth nothing until they dead for 100 years. Yeah, man. This is Basquiat minus the dicks. Oh, shit. Minus the dicks. Got to minus the dicks. Don't counsel him. I said it. Okay. <laughs> Feel me? I said it. Hey, don't take the mic away. It's real. And that's another thing. Nobody can have an opinion nowadays, but this dude, keeps, he really tells his opinion. He he not finna change his his product just, just to make a motherfucker. Because he could have been made it bigger than he is right now if he did that. Yeah. But he doing it his way. Yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Hey, man, flowers, man. They good, man. Appreciate you, man. Any other flowers before we sign off? Shit, no. We, we good? We'll wrap that up. Yeah. Hey, that's been All this right. episode yeah. of uh, Q&A. Make sure y'all tune in next time, man. We're going to get tipsy and answer any and every question that you have. We love you, Craig, man. Yeah. yeah. Y'all remember that cash app is dollar sign bully foot. Dollar sign bully foot. Yeah. (laughs)
You're looking at it right now. You want to give any shout-outs, Craig, before you leave out? Hey, man, I just want to say shout-out to Caffeine, All Deaf Digital. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm working on this Get It From God stand-up album. I got this Cluster B uh, hip-hop album that's going to be dropping soon. Support both. Hey, I'm, I'm going to have to start raising money to do this second season of Big Head Craig. So y'all be tuned in and support that, man. They may and, see me. Huh? They may see me. Oh, yeah, Sarah, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Protect Craig at all costs. Absolutely. Hey, man, but yeah, but a lot of shit on the way, man. Uh, to a lot of those who uh, started and ain't on the journey with me, still love and respect you. Tap in. If you on some punk-ass nigga shit, you might get fired on if you tap in, but be man enough to take the beat down just like the bullshit you did when you didn't think I knew you was doing it, you whole-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Don't throw your rock and hide your head, nigga. Or hide your hand. It was all good when you was doing it, but yeah. Other than that, I still love you. I love all you niggas. If all you something, uh, get it from God. God, God, God. God.